lady, my dog had her cone of shame on her. I couldn't like, I couldn't tell her like, this is for your own good. It's because I love you. She's sitting there with like the, you know, the sad puppy eyes. I'm just like, I, I love you so much that I'm putting this on you. This is for the others out there. The other ambitious people who want to play at a higher level in their life. It's time to get curious and get real. Join me and together, let's find the others. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Find the Others podcast. I am your host, Joshua Church. Grateful to have you with us. New episodes are dropping every Wednesday and Sunday, so be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you can get the notification when a new episode comes out. And give me a follow on Instagram at Joshua Dean Church to catch different clips and highlights that I post. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, you find something that might be valuable, please be sure to share it with a friend who also might be into it so that together we can continue to grow our tribe of others. Today, I'm excited to bring you a fun and unique episode, a conversation I had with my dude, Chad Sonkin. If you haven't heard Chad on the podcast yet, I definitely recommend going and checking it out. He was episode number nine. If you haven't seen it already, give him a follow on Instagram at SonkyBomb19. Chad and I caught a nice little coffee buzz and just let the tape recorder roll. It was actually a really cool conversation because we had the chance to share a bit more about my backstory. So he got a chance to ask me some questions and we share a bit more about my journey. We talk about how I left college early to work at a startup company, transform my life from that point, and how one of my biggest challenges of nearly having my leg amputated led to some of the most beautiful experiences. And we also dig into mindset on competition, among other beautiful things. So I hope you enjoy a little bit more insight and backstory into my life and world. Enjoy. Yes, sir. Feels good. Feels good. Ooh, I like it's nice to be on camera with you. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Huh? It is fun. I saw that today was uh, I saw Joe Rogan. It's his eleventh year anniversary since he started Joe Rogan podcast. Wow, eleven years insane. ago, and eleven years ago, his first episode was like him and a friend, just like on a you know crappy handheld camera wow. with no audio equipment, nothing, and literally uh, just talking, literally just talking because they wanted to shoot the shit, yeah. and uh, and then billions of fucking downloads later. Wow. Here they are. Isn't that insane? Wow, that's insane. It's pretty crazy how like how you just start something and then you don't really know where it's going to go and you keep with it consistently for 11 years. And then it can happen. It's, it's interesting what happens when you uh, it's interesting. It is, that is fascinating. Right. I want to ask you something. Yeah. What do you want to ask me? What's up? Um, I feel so like, you know, you've got. And I actually don't even know how how you would define how you would tell this, but I feel like you know Ryland has his story. I feel like Danny has like his story, and I've obviously had my story. And I feel like I've never actually heard like how you tell your story. 
interesting. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. you ask a lot of people their stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I've never heard how yours starts. So and how yours goes. Interesting. And all right, all I'm right. Curious I, if you could break that I, down. I would us. happily break that down. Okay. By cool. the way, this is fun because we just decided to roll the camera yeah, and yeah. Uh, and the audio tape. So I'm definitely down to share that story. Wow, where to begin? <laughs> this is this is I'm thinking of like this is like in Step Brothers when when they're in the interview and they're like, how about we interview you? Yeah. <laughs> so so we're gonna shot out of a cannon. Okay, I've done this method before. <laughs> yeah, well let's see where to begin. Where do where do we start? Where where where's a good diving off point? Yeah. Because I mean, there's many different places it could dive in. I mean, there's yeah, I guess that's a that's a good point, especially with you. There's a lot of places you could dive in. What are you in. curious about? I'm curious about, you know. I think there was like a turning point. It was interesting from my perspective seeing like, you know, you obviously went, when I first met you, we were freshmen in college. So what, we're 18, 19 years old. And, you know, we're in it, like in the yeah. thick of it, in yeah. this like fraternity in this house. And and uh, we're sophomores and we coming off like one of the best years today like as as we say get the better gets better gets better gets one of the best years of our life and you know you were taking this internship in san francisco like i'm i don't know tell me about like being this like you know young kid and just off of, like this amazing year college and then getting some like real life opportunities and you had to make some really tough decisions yeah big time um, big time so yeah that's a good place to dive into you know it was funny. I think the 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 precursor to that is sophomore year. Um, I'll never forget when the job fair was happening, sophomore year of college, and everybody was like getting ready to go to job. Fair. I know you didn't mess with the job fairs either. Not not a thing. I never went to, <laughs> never went to job fair. <laughs> never went to job yeah. fair either. I mean, it makes sense depending on what kind of major, right. what kind of game you're playing, right? It's right. a it's it's a it's a, it's a game. Right. So I, I remember seeing everybody getting like the resumes together and like getting all hyped up for the job fair, and I was like, what? This is so, and mm -hmm. and I never went, mm -hmm. but I just remember like hearing about it and thinking like, this seems this this seems like the factory setting, right? <laughs> it's like this seems yeah. like the factory setting. Mm -hmm. I, I'm I kind of I was kind of always very inclined to like, don't go where the masses go mm. in a weird way. So I saw it's like everybody was going here and kind of playing this game. I was like, I I can't I can't see myself getting a job at like, you know, a big bank or something like that, or one of these big companies that's coming here for whatever reason, I feel like it's going to be more dynamic for me. And that was when I learned of an opportunity through Ethan Bush, shout out E. Bush, mm. who lived across the hall. Yep. He had just come back from doing his semester in the San Francisco program. And that's when I, when I said, wow, this sounds like cool. I want to do this. Let's get back to California for a semester. Sure. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. So it was cool because at Miami, Everybody studied abroad. Like it was a big part of the culture was studying abroad. Right, so sure. it was normal to like go take a semester and study abroad. And I didn't really care to go to study abroad in Europe or anything like that. Um, I but this opportunity seemed cool. So I was like, sure, let's dive in. And um, and I just kind of rolled with it. And, you know, it's kind of those it's it's kind of something that, I, that I've said before. But it in hindsight, it was a quantum leap. It was a big shift. They they happen as a compilation of smaller decisions mm -hmm. along the way mm -hmm. that lead up. And all of a sudden you look in hindsight, and you're like, wow, like that was pretty crazy. So certainly deciding to do the San Francisco program and go intern for a semester out in San Francisco as a junior in college was one of those moments for me that was game changing mm -hmm. and pivotal. I, I didn't, it didn't feel like that at the time. I was just like, cool, next step. Sure, right. let's go do this. Right. And I even remember when I first started there, it was, it was an adjustment. It was tough. Um, and I remember thinking like, oh, I'm excited to get back. 
And I remember even pulling a joke on you once saying like, hey, talking to you or Emma or someone, I was like, oh, guys, I'm going to stay out. I don't think I'm going to come back. Yeah. Like joking because that yeah. was so, that was how far out of the realm mm -hmm. of possibility mm -hmm. it was. It totally was. But it was a joke. Uh -huh. yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was an, an awesome opportunity. I was working at a, at a company that had raised $150 million mm -hmm. in VC funding from Kleiner Perkins, Google Ventures, mm -hmm. things like that. We had people coming through the office like, Tony, Ro I met Tony Robbins coming mm -hmm. through the office, mm -hmm. Kobe Bryant, right. RIP, uh, Oprah, mm -hmm. like insane high profile Silicon Valley this investors. Was like a hugely funded. It, it was a hugely startup. funded startup. And uh, so it was it was very cool to be the second person on the marketing team because this was pre-launch and to be like just in the environment. Like the guy who sat next to me, one of the product developers, he was a guy that built Amazon Kindle. Mm. So, it, you know, it, I'm, I'm around these, these, you know, these, these brilliant minds mm -hmm. in this kind of crazy atmosphere and experiment. And all of a sudden it's like, I, I really just like leaned in and mm -hmm. decided to take advantage of it. So yeah. I, you know, I navigated my way through it. I found opportunities. Mm -hmm. I like, mm -hmm. I, I, I just everything. That's where I got exposed to operations. Mm -hmm. I, I found a love for operations yep. through that process as well. It was just kind of doing everything and everything. And you know this, it's like yeah. the, what you put, put in is what you get out. And I decided I'm going to game this. I'm going to hustle mm -hmm. this. I'm going to mm -hmm. see how I can network with all these people. I'm going to see how I can build these relationships, what, what I can help these people with. And, and it was really cool to the point where the, you know, it felt like just as the semester was ending, I felt like I was just starting to hit a groove mm -hmm. and parallel to this lifestyle changes were taking place yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's fair to say we weren't in the best shape of our lives after <laughs> yeah. sophomore year of college, living yeah. together in the fraternity house. You know, a lot of quesadillas, drinking a lot of beer. A lot of beers. When there's a bong living on your coffee table, it's <laughs> yeah. not a recipe for a vibrant lifestyle, yeah. to yeah. say the least. Yeah. And and so I I knew I wanted to shift that. And I was really grateful that um, our founder was, uh, he was plant-based nutrition, mm -hmm. big into plant-based lifestyle. So all we had a chef, EJ and his crew, EJ is the man, and they made raw, organic, vegan food every single day for mm -hmm. us, breakfast and lunch, mm -hmm. two meals a day. So it was so cool. So I was eating that food and then EJ just hooked it up and I would bring home food for dinner. Mm -hmm. So I adopted a plant-based vegan lifestyle mm -hmm. for um, for a few months and I lost a ton of weight. I started feeling like energy and, and, and vibrance mm -hmm. and like, and I started remembering like, wow, like I'm waking up feeling energized. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. That mm -hmm. was the first time I realized how what we put in our body and our, and our food really matters. Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, it, I, I've noticed that I started working out, I started training for triathlon. Mm -hmm. So there's this momentum that kind of shifted halfway through that semester when I, when I started feeling good and I started learning and I realized, wow, I'm the stupidest person in this room by far in wow. meetings. Wow. I was, I was thinking of, you know, okay, what would I be doing if I was back in Ohio at school? Like I'd be sitting in a class, like a marketing class. Yeah. Or I'm sitting right here with someone who built one of the hottest marketing startups in the in the country mm -hmm. and is now working on my team. And I'm like reporting to her like that's kind of cool. One of the first mm -hmm. people, Lululemon, I'm reporting like, you know, what I'm saying it's yes. like it's yeah. cool. So I was getting that hands on experience experience and starting to get used to it. So they you know, we were about to launch in that spring. So they were like, hey, stay through launch at least. And I remember that. Exactly. And, and so I was like, OK, yeah, that makes sense. I was able I was ahead in credits in college. So I was able to put to, to just take a leave of absence for a semester and focus on like going full in. Mm -hmm. And I did just that. And that was that was a point of no return. Mm -hmm. And it kind of sneakily happened because I, I wasn't doing any other schoolwork. I was mm -hmm. just working full time. That was also when I decided to do my yoga teacher training. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Ricky Bodner. Never would have done that without him. Yeah. It was one of the craziest things. And man, let me tell you, like we were working like 
I, I mean, I was, I was in the office. I was like, I, I prided myself in being one of the first ones in the office and one of the last ones to leave, just like showing up and putting that work yeah. in. So I was in, I was in right around 7am every day. And, um, and then I was out maybe around five, 5 PM and we would go straight from the office. I would drive to the yoga studio and we would be there from, from six o'clock to 10 p.m. because we were doubling down. It was a 250 hour mm -hmm. teacher training to 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Drive home, crash, wake up, go to the gym at 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Shower, change, head over to the office at 7 a.m. So it was a really cool experiment for me. I started reading. I got into mm -hmm. like listening to podcasts, mm -hmm. Tim Ferriss. So it was like this activation period for mm -hmm. me for about for several <sighs> months where it was just like I'm on this grind. I am like getting after it. So what's so incredible to me is at this point you know you're 21 barely yeah, you just 21, turned 21 just barely turned 21. 21 and you're developing this lifestyle and you're doing you know you're implementing these new things at work and you're learning how to game it at 21 years old yeah like these are some things that i didn't learn until i was like you know 23 24 right like what pushed you at that point what do you think made you develop like this this mindset of like oh i could I see what's going on here. It's a great question. It's a great question. Uh, you know, I think it was, it was funny because when Tony Robbins came through the office, I didn't know who Tony Robbins was. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, one of the other guys who was next to me was just like, oh my God, like it's Tony Robbins. I was like, who's Tony Robbins? There's mm -hmm. a massive dude walking in with these hands, like, you know, yeah, yeah. mitts. Yeah, yeah. And just this little giant walking in. I'm like, and he's guy's got an energy to him. He's got like, he's got some bodyguards with him, which uh -huh. I don't know why the man needs bodyguards. He's massive, <laughs> but he's like got his posse with him. And, um, and I was like, so I Googled him. Tony Robbins is like, interesting life purpose, coaching, things like that. I was like, it's all new to me, but it was really like, I, you know, I, I, I started, I started reading. Oh, this is a trip, yeah, but like yeah. I started, I realized that I love to read up until that point. You asked me, I hate reading. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a horrible thing from the education systems. Like it made me hate <laughs> yeah, reading yeah, 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 because yeah. when you're forced to do, you know, the yeah. spark note thing, like yeah, that was, yeah, that was, yeah. that was the, the deal. And, and then all of a sudden, um, Ricky Bodner got me a Kindle. It was the greatest gift yeah. ever. And I've paid that forward so many times. Uh -huh. I'm just like buying somebody Kindle. Yeah. Like, just trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, so he bought me a Kindle and uh, I downloaded the book, the alchemist. And that was like real, that was the first book I read. And I was mm -hmm. like, I, I was the first book I finished cover to cover that I could remember. And I was like, whoa, this is so cool. I feel so good. Like I feel inspired reading mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. And then I started reading more books. Mm -hmm. I started listening to podcasts and, and it just kind of shifted in me that like, oh, we can create and we can, we can play this game how mm -hmm. we want to play it. Mm -hmm. It's up to us. Mm -hmm. And that's when I, I feel like I really took ownership of my life and decided I can make it what I want to make it. I yeah. have this, this is an opportunity in front of me. Not many people have this mm -hmm. opportunity mm -hmm. to work in this environment with mm -hmm. these people in this, you know, unique atmosphere. I'm going to like, I want to game it. Like, let's mm -hmm. just see what happens when I can game it. Mm -hmm. And and you couple that with me getting into shape, feeling better, eating cleaner, healing a relationship with my body. Mm -hmm. And it just was this tidal wave recipe for just massive transformation mm -hmm. at that point in my life. Mm -hmm. Dave. That's unbelievable. Um, I just, I remember like, you know, I'm in Oxford, Ohio. I'm 20, I'm 21 years old now right. too. And we're kind of living like these opposite lives yeah. in a way, if you will. Like, and I think I was really inspired by like keeping up in, su in such good touch with you and Ricky throughout all that. But I was so inspired like by what you're doing, but also like, you know, upset you weren't like both right. of you, like, you know, two of my absolute closest best friends 
you know, at school, we're just, we're gone, like out there living in San Francisco, but I knew it was like the best thing for you guys. And you were, I mean, the proof was in the pudding. Yeah. You came back chiseled. Like you guys were just like on another wavelength. Like, like you had this aura about you of like that, uh, you were uncommon. And that's something that like, I want to ask you about too, because, you know, you kind of said like everybody was going to, um, you know, these like, like those, uh, what, what did we just call them? Those college prep thing or yeah, those the job, inter- fairs. job fair things and things like that. And we didn't, you didn't want to be like those yeah. people. Um, one of my favorite quotes is like common men go nowhere. Mm. You must be uncommon. Did you ever feel like inspired by, you know, did you ever feel inspired by the fact of like, like I'm doing something different. Like I am going, like I'm creating, I'm writing my own story here. Is that like a big driver? Big for time, you? big time. And this is an interesting question because it was, it was always a big driver and it was something that I feel like actually, um, it was something that actually inflated my ego. Mm. And I noticed this mm. because uh, and I don't know if it's necessarily ego, but I noticed that I prided myself in mm. doing something different. Wow. And what's on the other side of pride is shame. Wow. So what happened was once everybody else graduated, I, I felt like I was always ahead, right? Wow. I was kind of doing this. I was different. I was, mm-hmm. I, I, it felt to me like I was ahead. Everybody else was still in school. I was working. I was, you know, everybody else was still drinking. I was like becoming a yoga instructor. Mm. And, and it, though it was helpful to like keep buying into that for myself it caught up with me when after graduation, when it, when everybody else graduated, it for me, it was kind of like, oh, wow, like now I'm like common again. Now everybody wow. else is like wow. doing their thing. I'm no longer different. Wow. And it actually wasn't when everybody graduated. It was before when I accepted the full time role there, because mm-hmm. that was when I looked up and I was like, well, this is it now. Mm-hmm. Like this is my life now. Like this is my full time mm-hmm. job. Like mm-hmm. there's no other it's it settled in and it kind of like grounded mm-hmm. down this fantasy mm-hmm. right sure so it, it's, it's interesting but wow. but yes um that being different was a was something that was on my mind absolutely that that's i've never heard you say that say it yeah like that. that's actually fascinating so okay so you know you get this full-time offer yeah um you don't come back second semester junior year senior year you're you know you're planning to come back but uh, then it makes sense that you don't. Um, yep. After one what, particular what, visit. Well, yeah. Yeah. After I can narrow it down to one particular visit. I think I remember the exact moment. The exact moment. You probably saw like it on my face. Like the fear in your eyes of like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, I, I was planning on coming back senior mm-hmm. year because, you know, and I, they were, they extended, an, I mean, like an offer that looking back, it's like, I was kind of stupid to walk away. Like anybody else probably would have jumped all over mm-hmm. that, like a crazy mm-hmm. offer to stay with more equity, a six figure salary as a 22 year old kid, mm-hmm. right? Like to not go back to senior year of, mm-hmm. of, of college. And I, I wanted to go back and close out senior year with my friends. Mm-hmm. I felt like I want to go back. I want to close out this chapter. There was a job offer waiting for me there when I, after college too. So it, it felt like the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. I, so I went back to visit for, for, um, for a weekend. And that's when I realized, wow, this is the first time I'd been back in a while. And I realized, wow, like the growth trajectory I've been on, mm-hmm. like it doesn't serve me to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the toughest things, realizations that I had to have because mm-hmm. of my friends and people that mm-hmm. I really cared about mm-hmm. still there. But I, I realized, you know, when the healthiest 
food option. I had to change my lifestyle completely. Mm-hmm. And when the healthiest food option was Taco Bell or Chipotle was the healthiest food option yeah, yeah. within a 30 mile radius. Yeah. And you're looking back at going to the snow. It's like, it's, it's a bit difficult. Totally. And from, from a lifestyle that I had now built and become accustomed to mm-hmm. and the, the, the momentum I was building. So I made a decision at that point to not come back senior year. Mm-hmm. I, I did accept a, a full-time job with the company in a different type of role, mm-hmm. living down in Santa Monica mm-hmm. in LA to open up the LA market for it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of best of both worlds. It was Southern California, which Santa Monica felt a lot more like my vibe than San Francisco. And my sister was living there at the time, mm-hmm. closer to San Diego where my family was at. So uh, yeah, so I, I jumped on that and um, and then that started the next chapter. Yeah, wow. <laughs> You know, I, there must've been a lot of fear, maybe, you know, there must've been a lot of like, wow, like I'm not going to come back to college now. Like this is officially kind of it for me. Yeah. Um, how did you, there was, I mean, there definitely was, and, and I'll never forget sitting in my car, at, you know, after, you know, final, finalizing everything, making that decision. And I shot a, a text to our, you know, our group, mm-hmm. me, our, our mm-hmm. friends group me. And I said, Hey boys, like I'm not coming back. You know, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, trust me on this one. Yeah. I got to keep following this. I got to, mm-hmm. my intuition was telling me, mm-hmm. you got to keep following this. Yeah, you got to yeah. keep building this momentum and see what it might lead to. And I'll never forget crafting that message of like, I've got, I've got apartment in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. open door policy, yeah. like come out and visit. I'd love to have you. And I put that offer out there to, I don't know, 30 some guys. And there was a handful of people that <laughs> took me up on that offer. There was uh, three people in particular that decided to take me up on that offer the first one being ryland mm-hmm. puzzatello <laughs> and and that was an interesting one because like i wasn't that close with ryland at the time and he took me up i was like okay yeah like offer stands <laughs> sure but i was kind of like okay he's coming out here but i knew he would like he had a, some sort of spark that he was looking for mm-hmm, something and mm-hmm. and he came out and, and that trip changed his life and mm-hmm. that you know the rest mm-hmm. is history mm-hmm. and then danny was doing the san francisco program um, the same program I did a, a year earlier and he came down and visited me and stayed with me for a week in, in Santa Monica, changed his life, rest is history. Mm-hmm. And you came out that summer, stayed, stayed a week with me, changed your life. The rest is history. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So like it, it couldn't have happened any other way. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It, it, it literally couldn't have. It's incredible how naturally that like fell into place. Um, that, you know, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. And always looking back, I'm like, wow. But I think it's really interesting because, you know, I had at one point, you know, I remember like at one point when when I moved out to Los Angeles, I remember someone saying something along the lines of like, you know, I hope you find what you're looking for. And I think for us, mm. you know, like us four, you, me, Rye, and Danny, like it, we are never looking for something or searching for something and these are your words exactly but you were like you're not finding anything bro you're creating like you're here to your work like we had this blank canvas out there in this world of endless opportunities and i really believe like that's what you showed us Mm. um and the other part of that was you are the sum of the people you surround yourself with right like, look what happened with you at Juicero, like yeah. being surrounded by the guy who invented the Kindle and right. like these, all these other brilliant people. Like you, you know, followed the breadcrumbs and became this new version of yourself. And you were also surrounded by Ricky who was pushing you to read and to work out and to do yoga. And I think we saw that and we saw what you guys were, were doing and how like your trajectory, like how like this lifestyle that you are on a path and we're living and we're continuing to living and we were like you know like 
we want some too. Like we're kind of hungry too. Like, and you, you guys always like, you know, open door policy and meaning like we're eating over here. Like there's food at the table. If you're hungry, like right. come get some. And right. I think that's, we were, you know, we still are, but we're very hungry. Yes. Um, two, two things you said there. I love one. You're not lost. You don't need mm-hmm. to find yourself. It's not about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is you're the average of the five people you associate yourself most mm-hmm. with. I mean, those are two truths that I would I would die, fall on the sword for, right? Mm-hmm. Like those are things. Mm-hmm. The results are in. We did it. We the did it. Are. We did it for the past four years, <laughs> yeah, right? It's yeah. like funny. It's it's kind of looking yeah. at our experience as an experiment of mm-hmm. sorts, mm-hmm. where you know, four of us friends who shared this common drive to want to be uncommon, to want to be the best versions of ourselves so that we could impact others, to want to take advantage and create ourselves and to 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 suck the marrow out of mm-hmm. life and to make the most out of this life experience. Mm-hmm. Like this is the chance. Mm-hmm. And we moved out to Santa Monica and and we we did it and we stayed in a two bedroom apartment in the beginning where our beds were literally touching so we could afford rent while you were working yep. at retail and Danny was working at a cafe as well to to just to to hustle mm-hmm. and grind and Rylan mm-hmm. was working those long hours I was mm-hmm. in this volatile startup I didn't know what that was going to mm-hmm. happen and uh, and grinding on the sales calls like you know we we put in the work and we showed I think the result that I see and I'm curious to get your thoughts but the result that I saw is that um, you know when you have each other to push each other and put in the work mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is no limit yep. like not even the sky's the limit but yep. there is no limit yep. and all of us had that support and mm-hmm. helped navigate each other through um, I mean places that were unbelievably grateful and couldn't imagine yeah. I mean, you couldn't have said that better. And you've also, like you said to me before, like, yo, success, success is a team sport, you know? And that is something I think about so much. And I think about us for in our relationships. Um, you know, we, we motivated each other, like, like, uh, on purpose and with intention all the time. Like for sh- like we held each other accountable. That was a big thing for us. Like, always telling people like, yo, did you work out today? Or, or like, yo, we're going to eat clean. Like let's hold each other accountable or, you know, like how, like asking about work. But, um, we did those things so naturally, but also like unintentionally. Yeah. Like if I see you waking up at six o'clock every day to like get after it, um, you know, it's hard for my ass to sit there in bed and, 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 you know, continue to sleep. We just like naturally inspired each other too. But, um, yeah. We just really created this, you know, I, I learned so much from each of you guys. Like you take away so much. I took away so much from you. And it's just like, it was almost like, okay, like there's one time we, we used to do tea time, like, you know, and tea time is I, in. I think we just like went around and like, yeah, we went around and we would check in. How are you? How are you? Actual connection. Yeah. Yeah. And and then we'd be like, and like we talk, told, like, I remember we went around and, and uh, we were just saying like, you know, some things about like each of us said something yes, about one each of other. Our, yeah. yeah. Like, like actually feeding each other mm-hmm. the words mm-hmm. that we needed to drive each right, other. Right. And calling out the good qualities right. and calling out mm-hmm. the potential mm-hmm. and the things. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. I forgot about that. We would sit around in a circle, yeah. drink tea. I mean, this sounds probably freaking ludicrous, crazy. It, it, yeah. But like, this is so much, I feel like, of where that success as a team sport comes mm-hmm. from. And so much mm-hmm. of our successes come from is being able to sit there and, and go around the room and be like, yo, 
good shit this week, Chad. Yes, like, yeah. I saw you getting mm-hmm, after that. Like, I knew mm-hmm, that was challenging what mm-hmm, happened with the internship or mm-hmm, something happened here. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that's not easy, but you're about to bounce back 10 times yep, for that. Yep. And then having other, the sounding board to be like, yeah, yep. damn straight. Like, you got that. Yep. And then, you know, yo, Danny, like, great work yeah, bro yeah. like uh, that's you know that's your that's mm-hmm. you in your lane that's your talent you right start there. calling a music guy like, music guy like, yeah you just, start we start you start speaking things into existence mm-hmm. for ourselves and it's much easier when you have other people that are also holding that same belief because mm-hmm. you can believe it it takes a lot of work for you to believe it when other people also believe it it's easier for you to believe it mm-hmm. so so you got to surround yourself with the people that are believing mm-hmm. and we all believed in each other, mm-hmm. like deeply, mm-hmm. deeply mm-hmm. believed in each other. And we continued strengthening that belief. That, that fact, how do you, how do you tell somebody or how do you tell a kid, you know, I'm, I think of my little brother and yeah. his friends or like, you know, just other kids um, younger than us that, that I've been talking to over the course of the years that like want that, mm. that like, or have that yeah. to some dismay, but maybe it's not as easy for them to all like, or, you know, they can't just move out to Los and Angeles live and live yeah. together. Yeah. Like, how do you create that? The best thing is we live in this, we live in a virtual world too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? We've yeah. never been more connected mm-hmm. and you, especially right now mm-hmm. in, in the height of this pandemic that we can, people are more connected now, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than we were previously we're valuing these relationships and we can be in touch with someone through FaceTime or through Zoom or mm-hmm. whatever like that more regularly. So the thing that I always say is like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how, just the hold those people close mm-hmm. that pull that out in you, that mm-hmm. believe in you. Get close with them mm-hmm. and, and, and do what you can to, to, to add value and contribute to their mm-hmm. lives as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, you literally, you, you decided, you felt that so strongly mm-hmm. that you decided to move. Like right. it was enough right. to move across country yeah. without a job. Right. 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 So right. I think for anybody that, that either wants this, like there's, there's people in your life that when you walk away from having conversation, you feel a little bit more spark. Mm-hmm. You feel a little bit more lit mm-hmm. up, maybe a little bit more inspired mm-hmm. being around them. You, you appreciate the way mm-hmm. they do things. Verbalize that, articulate mm-hmm. that. Yo, mm-hmm. I love how you do this. Wow. wow. I love how you do this. Like, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. That forms a relationship. Mm-hmm. That forms a connection because that person wants to wants to give as well and wants more people who real recognize real at the yep. end of the day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like when you see that real in somebody and you have that inclination or you have that 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 spark in yourself as well, however wow. small it might be, foster that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just like let it sit there and put up with the bullshit friends in the mm-hmm. meantime, surface level conversations. Mm-hmm. If you've got that in you, you got to express it, mm-hmm. express mm-hmm. it, share mm-hmm. it, verbalize it, reach out to those people. And and then the connections come naturally and they'll happen naturally from that. I, we don't do that enough as mm-hmm. human beings, like real, recognize real. Yeah. And just like, sh- like, wow, thank you so much. Like you just talked about the other day, receiving um, and giving. And yeah. I think it's so important that like when you do hold those conversations to like, like really acknowledge when you are having them and to hug that person and, and to love them. Um, yeah. Big time. Another thing I was curious about. Yeah. That that I feel like like this is this is funny. This is funny. Because so you're like, you know, there's Joshua Church, like I know you as like some crazy inspiring man, like kid, life coach, like like Josh is the type of dude like you ask, like you sit down and talk to him and 
you're going to be like, no, how are you? Like, you're going to talk first. You're going to share your story. He's not going to, you're not going to bite on just like, oh, I'm good. You're just going to dig deep. You're going to get in there. You're going to see what's going on. Um, you're also this insanely athletic competitor. Like you have this other side of you. And I know, cause I play basketball against you all the time. Um, and you were a high school athlete, but, but you, you are a competitor. Like what, what happens to you when you are on the basketball court? Do you use that in, do you use this competitor side in, in, in your everyday life? Do you tell me about yes. competition to you? Oh, yes. Love this question. Yeah. We were just hooping yesterday yeah. and it's like, it doesn't matter when you step onto the court or whatnot. And, and, and this has been fascinating with having some conversations with professional athletes on this podcast as well as seeing the, how the parallels translate mm-hmm. and how you have to have that 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 belief and that competitor mindset in yourself. But I, I've talked about this before that it's 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 you versus yourself. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just a mirror mm-hmm. that brings the the competition between you versus yourself up to your face. Mm-hmm. And I, I do believe every day, you know, is and it's not supposed to be perfect. It's not meant to be perfect. But you know, like you have that internal barometer, as David Goggins calls it, the governor mm-hmm. that's going to tell you when to dial back and when you can push through that voice as well. So for me, the competitor mindset and where I tap into that is and why I love expressing that that energy through basketball, mm-hmm. through whatever sports, whatever, whether it's doing the Ironman triathlons as well. The Ironman triathlons have been great because mm-hmm. it is literally you versus you yourself. Yeah. It's like you're running and your body is like shaking and you're just like, can I run to that next little bit there? Okay, cool. I made it. Can I run to that next little bit? And you're looking down at your watch and you're still like, I've got to run for another two hours. Like I've got another 10 miles to go in this race and I want to stop and walk right now. But like how much further can I make it before mm-hmm. I actually stop and walk? Mm-hmm. And so it's just a, you're playing these mind games with yourself, which I love. And the same thing happens like when we're playing basketball, like yesterday we were playing basketball and I distinctly you know remember getting to that point where it's like, all right, I'm zonked mm-hmm. now. Like I'm drained. Mm-hmm. But like now's the time to step up. Like mm-hmm. this is the time mm-hmm. where I'm mm-hmm. not going to back down. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. And that translates so well to everything. Cause it's just pushing up against your comfort zone. It and it's just like, you're going to, you're going to let the governor pull you back. You're going to mm-hmm. stop or you're going to mm-hmm. bust through that. I love that. And, and so that's why I love competition. Cause it's like, yeah, I compete against others, but it's really, it's against myself mm-hmm. when we're playing one-on-one. I'm not playing against you. I'm playing against me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I know if I'm playing against me and I'm, I'm playing my game then I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. same, same goes for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. If I start trying to play against you, then mm-hmm. I get lost in mm-hmm. it. But it's like, no, I love playing sports and I love playing basketball mm-hmm. because it's me against me. And mm-hmm. this defender is just a reflection of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that was that's yeah. really good. <laughs> Damn. That's good. That makes me. Yeah. What about you? Me. I mean, you're a competitor too. Yeah. Where um, do you see that? I mean, like it, where, where does that come through for you? To me, dude, there, there's, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different things when it comes down to competing. Um, I, you know, I, I was always, a th- I was always this type of athlete that, and, 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 and like worker that I, I definitely wanted to be the best. I strive to be the very best mm-hmm. every single time, not necessarily better than everybody else, but like, I thought like, it didn't matter if this kid was the best on the ice or if this you know, this linebacker was like all state. I wanted to go up against yeah. them. Mano y mano. Like I wanted to be the best and I wanted to beat the best consistently always. Yeah. And I think what being a competitor is 
to me is just this. It's not about. I have this written down actually. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's someone. Uh, I I wish I could give someone the credit for this quote, but someone said this to me um, at work, and someone was like, "I don't want to beat you to literally beat you, but because I want to win, mm. I want to improve, I want to be a better me." Mm. So like. I think that that that's what it always comes down to to me. It's like yeah. I don't want to be the top leader on the sales board to beat you, because, but it's because I want to be the absolute best me and to improve I love me. That. I don't want to beat the best linebacker in the state, you know, to actually beat you, but because like I want to be the best me and I want mm. to be the best like side receiver yeah. in the state. You know what I mean? I think and so like that. What I always come back to, um, and 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 then it's like I I want to keep sharing and giving that, but yeah, that's what that, it, and that's like what you mentioned earlier when we did our first podcast, which is don't conf- don't compare yourself to others, but mm-hmm. don't confuse compare with say that what's that line again? Yeah, I, that's something I've been working. I said um, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Don't, that's how you get lost, but don't confuse compare with compete. Meaning, and I meaning like competing with yourself. Compete with yourself. you versus you. You versus Chad's potential. And I think a big thing to me for that, like I think the, the a really interesting thing to me about about that is um, you know, every like you'd always hear like don't compare yourself to anybody else don't but i also think it's like really good to find motivation and inspiration and like oh this kid's kicking ass or or this is the person i'm like in you know we want this job and i'm interviewing for this position and so is this other really talented kid that's unbelievable like i better like you got to bring it like i better prepare harder i better work out harder i better you know go through like like uh mock interviews harder um so Mm. And it's so I could be, so I could go get this job and be the best version of me. I do have a question for you too. Mm. Something that I've been thinking a lot about. And, and I think, and we, you kind of were talking to me about this a little bit yesterday. I actually like, <laughs> this is, <laughs> I want to, I, I recorded myself saying it because I, I wanted to remember it nice. and, and say it to you. The, um, record you do you do that often voice like, memos voice memos if i like that's a nice if, little hack. when i'm listening like when i'm walking or listening to music or working out and like something comes to me talk to yourself more people dude <laughs> brainwash yourself seriously what do you want to believe seriously seriously um okay so yeah. that i need to refresh yeah. my memory it's i like what do you what would you tell somebody that, you know, um I think I think we tell ourselves these stories of like, oh, I can't pass this test, like I'm a bad test taker mm-hmm. or I can't, you know, I can't get this job, I'm not a good interviewer. And I I've been trying to talk through this with some people. It's like it doesn't matter if you're not a good interviewer. Like that's also just a story you're telling right. yourself, like that I'm not a, a good interviewer. But what you are what you are great at is preparing better than anybody else. What you are great at is working hard, working your ass off harder than anybody else. Like, what do you? What I'm asking is like, 
can't, shouldn't you rely on the things you are great at then to get you through to outlast the shit that you're not good at? Like, I'm not good at taking a test. But I've seen you on the basketball court. Nobody outworks you. You don't quit. I've seen you work out. Like, you are in 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 there daily. You have a structure. You're constantly working out. So do that with for studying. Mm-hmm. Study harder. Like, study as hard as you can. Create this structure. Rely on what you are great at, the tools you are have, to get you through to outlast the shit that, like, you're trying to get through. Like, if, like these barriers do you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean uh i think it's that we're we're ignorant mm. we're really ignorant and this goes both ways so we're only if we're only focusing on that negative if we're only focusing on the negative aspect of i'm not a good test taker that belief mm. that's ignorant to all of our positive qualities that we also do have it's ignorant to say that likewise if if we know that we have improvement to do on a certain thing and that's fact that we believe Mm -hmm. it'd be ignorant to only focus on like and be overconfidence it'd be like ah whatever like i'll deal like it'll be fine i'll do it it'll be ignorant that way as well we have to own all of ourselves and and i think this is a big thing that i see a lot in the um in this kind of like positive thinking space which can be really dangerous Mm -hmm. and the source of a lot of depression Mm -hmm. is just like everything's gonna be good i gotta just kind of brainwash myself everything's Mm -hmm. gonna be good you avoid feeling what you're supposed to feel which has a tremendous amount of value so the anxiety that you might feel the fear that you might feel the feelings you might feel they're there for a reason or Mm -hmm. else they wouldn't be there Mm -hmm. they're there for a reason for your care they're help they're trying to help you Mm -hmm. they're not trying to hurt you so we need to own that too and pay attention to that too and i think that's something that we've done Mm -hmm. which is like embrace the emotions Mm -hmm. you go i've been through every emotion Mm -hmm. going through going through Mm -hmm. the emotions Mm -hmm. embrace them not just trying to stay Mm -hmm. high vibe positive the whole time it's ignorant right the same i I don't know if that parallel makes sense to you Mm -hmm. but that's that's Mm kind of where my mind goes when you bring up that parallel Mm -hmm. it's like yeah you you should focus on the other aspects of yourself as well we're so quick to go right to negative that's Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. there's no I, i believe there should be an overemphasis on the positive because we're naturally so quick to the negative that we don't see the positive. Mm-hmm. We're naturally so quick to, I'm a bad test taker that we don't see, hey, I'm great at preparing. Mm-hmm. I'm great at asking questions. Mm-hmm. I'm great at mm-hmm. being determined. Mm-hmm. I'm great at giving my best effort. Mm-hmm. And that combination, once you can see both of those, yes. you can see for what it yes. is. And yes. it's this balanced yes. picture now. Mm-hmm. And you can be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's literally perfectly said. Because I feel like we, we tell ourselves these stories. Like I hear, you know, like, like I hear people say like, oh, I'm so bad at getting motivator i'm such a bad test taker i'm a bad interviewer or you know i'm not a good student but like there's all these other things that you're great out that you are great at that you're neglecting and that you could some shit you just gotta outlast like some shit you just gotta get through whether that's like graduating whether that's you know just putting your head down some shit you just gotta outlast and get through and we always say like when you have that anxiety or that depression like i'm like lean into those emotions. Mm, like, yep. like that's what we always talk about. Like yeah. you want to feel those emotions right. and you need to feel those emotions. Because when you feel, when you can feel those emotions, there's, there's resolve on the other side. Mm-hmm. There's a gold nugget on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I, I've learned this. this is something that I've learned working with Xander for the past couple of years. Um, and even at the beginning of our, po- like literally the day that Xander and I filmed our podcast, which is hilarious to mm-hmm. me. Like I was crying on the phone with him wow. that day. And there's been, there's been, I mean, I would say between five and 10 times through the past four years where like, 
he's literally just been there on the phone with me while I've like had full on like emotional mm-hmm. releases, mm-hmm. breakdowns, mm-hmm. I call them breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a really, that's a really valuable thing. And I'm grateful for that in our relationship because he's willing to be like, yeah, like what's going on? Mm-hmm. Give yourself permission to feel what you're feeling mm-hmm. instead of like, we try to like, you know, that quivering mm-hmm. chin of like the little five-year-old that's yeah. like, yeah. Oh. and then what happens as soon as the kid <laughs> cries, feels better. Mm-hmm. He's able to move through it. Emotions. Mm-hmm. E, where does the word emotion come from? Emotion, energy and motion. Mm-hmm. Emote is to move through. It's mm-hmm. to move through. Their emotions are made. It's energy that's moving through our body. And when we hold down these emotions, we suppress these emotions, it gets stuck physically. Mm-hmm. There's this great book called The Body Keeps Score. It's all about the scientific experiments and the studies around how st- emotion is stored, a certain emotion is stored in our body. And we can measure this now. And the, the negative effects of what happens, back pain, hip pain, all mm-hmm. these different things. It, a lot of it can be sort can, can be, can actually be traced to stored emotion that's not being moved properly. So you've got to like give yourself permission to feel those feels mm-hmm. move through it. And I know every single time and you hate it, it sucks doing it. But after every single, every time I do that, there's a little bit of nugget of mm-hmm. gold. Mm-hmm. That's the growth mm-hmm. that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. We want growth. We want mm-hmm. the answers. Guess what? It doesn't come delivered on a gold mm-hmm. plate. It comes mm-hmm. delivered in a pile of shit. Yep. And the gold nugget is in the mm, shit. You mm, gotta be willing mm. to actually go through the shit yeah. to receive that gold nugget. But what do most of us do? The lessons and the blessings come to us in these in these in these gold piles of shit. And we're just like, no, that's shit. I'll yeah, turn it yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for the gold platter to come. Wow. But it's like, no, no, no. The gold is in the shit right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So we've got to be yeah. willing to actually go through that shit and 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 be willing to sit there because it's it's there. It's there for us. Again. If it didn't serve a purpose, if there wasn't mm-hmm. something for us, we wouldn't be experiencing it. We right. wouldn't be feeling it. Right. So there's something there. Wow. Damn, that's so good. <laughs> you break that, you break, you break those things down so well. Now I'm like gonna go climb through every pile of shit I see. That's you know? it. The the blessing is in the shit. Ah man, that's so what kind of sh- what kind of um right like what kind of shit? I guess like what kind of shit have you gone through? Yeah. Like what what's some big what's some like gold? What's some gold that yeah, I've just gone through some shit. Yeah. yeah. Um hmm. On a bigger scale, I think that you know my I've I was born a fighter. Mm. I was born, my lung collapsed when I was mm. in the elevator after being born. Um, and uh, they didn't know if I suffered brain damage. My dad likes to joke that, of course, I did. <laughs> um, but they, because they didn't know how long I was without oxygen to my brain. Mm-hmm. And um, and thank God my aunt, shout out to Aunt Ruth for noticing. And then the doctor came, they made a quick incision and they like inserted a straw to mm-hmm. inflate my lung. And so w- that, that was kind of crazy. But I was born fighting. Mm-hmm. And throughout my whole life, it was a theme that, that kept happening, which mm-hmm. is physical injury. Mm-hmm. I, I've had a number of near death experiences, literally like mm-hmm. one time in particular where like I saw my life flash flash before my eyes. Like I literally saw like images of myself as a younger kid run through scary shit, almost drowning underwater. And, um, you know, there, there's been so many times I'm so blessed. I got angels all around me, which I believe I'm here for mm-hmm. a purpose. Cause I, 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 there's so many times where it's like the odds mm-hmm. are stacked against me and whether it was, you know, different surgeries, knee, the, the compartment syndrome I had with mm-hmm. my leg, that, that was the first one that I really embodied. And mm-hmm. I realized, hold up here. And that was when I was a junior in high school. And I, uh, I had a, I had a leg injury that it was something called compartment syndrome. Mm-hmm. So I, I took a gnarly bone bruise from a, from a helmet to my quad. 
um, on our homecoming night and it was like super sore after the next couple weeks. I still played through. I was just rehabbing it, doing some ice treatment. And then that first week of our playoffs in practice, it was like, it was really, really, oh, I didn't realize you were playing. I was playing through it. it. Yeah, I was playing through it. And then all of a sudden, um, I was, um, the tight end, I was our defense tight end was going out for a pass and his knee like went right into that sweet spot of where my quad was just like deep bone contusion, deep bone bruise. And that I just saw the stars and that from that rest of the night, like, Instantly, it just started getting more swollen, more painful, and I, I had to drive home with my left foot. You finished the, the game? No, this was a practice. Oh my. I drove home with the, with my left foot on the gas pedal because it was so oh. painful. And I got home, just, I was down for the count. Went into the hospital thing, and we get some pain meds and um, and get home, call it a day. About forty five minutes later, I'm getting wheeled into the OR room for surgery, for emergency surgery, because what was happening was the whole the muscle compartment was filled with blood. So there was no blood flow going down to my entire leg. And, um, what happens if you leave that untreated, you, the, the leg's dying. So that's why it's really painful. All the muscles atrophying and it's getting no blood supply. So if I were to go to sleep that night, wake up the next morning, they have to amputate the leg. It's a dead leg. And so thank God, I thank God every day for first Scripps hospital here and Dr. Cardi in the uh, ER who, um, who, who helps address that. But the, the cool part about the story and where this leads to was that like, there was so much gold and so many gifts. I really started to, to, to there were so many clues that that experience left for me. And I was at the perfect age, I mm-hmm. think, to start to open up to it. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that happened, and this is, I haven't really told the story in this in this way as I'm connecting the dots here as well. Um, so thank you for asking the question. Mm-hmm. The The first thing that happened was, it, it happened so quickly, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, surgery, I mean, and I, we went into surgery and we didn't know if, um, they were going to be able to close the leg back up because they open. I've got like a 12 inch, 12 inch incision here. They just open it up and relieve the pressure and then they staple it back up. But if they can't stop the bleeding, they have to like leave it open. Oh, and, and then it's a whole other thing. So, um, you know, I get it wheeled into the OR and I, I feel like I had some sort of spiritual experience in the OR mm-hmm. something like I felt like I, I actually felt my body. Like I felt this for the first time I felt this I felt my soul and my body. I felt these two unique things together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was like a separation of sorts and then there was a coming back, but I felt something that was like, okay, this is my physical body. Like I am a spiritual being in this physical mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. I'm not a physical being having yep. a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, that was the first time I actually felt wow. that. Mm-hmm. And so after the surgery, you know, it was a whirlwind of a few days and you know, I didn't, I woke up that day. Everything was fine. I was, I was, you know, worried about my bio test the next day. <laughs> and then within, within the span of 24 hours, I'm recovering in the hospital. <laughs> and so like, like, you know, life can happen yeah, like that yeah, fast. Yeah. And, and then I, a few days after I just, I felt this like a lot of unprocessed emotion. So I sat down in my room. I'll never forget. I got a, I got a pen and a paper and I just wrote and I just wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote, um, I ended up writing and it was something that took form of a spoken word poem. And are you familiar with spoken word poetry? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, it's it's really, really cool art. I've form. seen this video. The, You've seen this video. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I wrote this poem and, and I, I did it all in like literally like one thing. It was the first time I ever experienced really feeling like channeling something. Oh, it was wow. just like, I kind of blacked out. Mm-hmm. I wrote and all of a sudden mm-hmm. I like put the pen down and I, I look at the paper and I'm like, oh my God, like, I think this is kind of good. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, words were coming out mm-hmm. that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Like looking back at it now, mm-hmm. I was a 17 year old kid. I'm yeah, like, I didn't yeah. even know what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I went and showed my mom, I'm like, hey mom, can I read you something I just wrote? And I read it and she was like, started crying. And she was like, oh, oh my God. God. 
and um and and i started sharing with a couple other people and it was it was this beautifully moving piece i, I can link to it i'm happy to i, I want to re-record the video but yeah yeah um it is this beautiful poem just about that experience and so that was me tapping into my creative side mm-hmm. for the first time in that way wow was was through that wow. then the next thing that happened was we went my dad and i decided we were going to go film me delivering mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. and we had a connection to the hospital so they had like an empty you know wing of the hospital mm-hmm. and they let us go back to the hospital to film a video of me performing this because mm-hmm. we thought it'd be a cool video to have so we did that someone walks down the hallway that works at the hospital and hears it and is like taken aback and blown oh, away wow. and they, they we exchange contact information then they reach out to me after we I've, after i published the video and they they ask me they forwarded to some of the doctors and people in the hospital and they asked me if they could fly me out to be the keynote speaker at the Scripps system-wide doctors conference. No way. Yeah. So I, I got flown across the country and um, and I was the keynote like patient speaker. So I no shared my story. Way. I shared my story and then I and then I and I performed the spoken word poem. And I'm in I'm in the room with uh, nine hundred to twelve hundred doctors all throughout the, the nationwide yeah, yeah. like this massive banquet <laughs> yeah. hall and i'm up on stage there and i'm i'm delivering and i deliver this and i receive a standing ovation from from the room oh and, my and, god and that was the first time i realized like it, it came so naturally to me to uh-huh. be on stage yeah, like yeah. i didn't feel nervous yeah. i was in my la- like it was the first time at 17 years old i was like i felt good it felt natural uh-huh. like receiving that standing ovation like m- being able to move people with my mm-hmm. words was was something that i experienced for the first time i was like wow like that that would felt really good. Uh-huh. I ended up doing a lot of work with scripts and, and they had me go around to different fundraising events and share my story. Wow. Um, it was funny when I, this was leading up to freshman year in college. And when I was a freshman in college, they, they did like a whole spread for me for their magazine. And like, I had a whole story in the magazine and they were using me for Facebook ads. So when I got to school, it was <laughs> no so way. funny. I had people come up to me. I had a friend, a couple friends be like, do you model? I saw you on a Facebook no ad. I was like, way. that's hilarious. That it was a so hospital. Funny. Yeah. Holy it was hilarious. But it led to I that. I did not know that. Uh, it's so <laughs> funny. So it led to that like creativity, that expression. Mm-hmm. And like, look how that, look where that Took led you. to, mm-hmm. to being able to share and inspire people with my words. And then the other big thing that came from that was I, I was able to, I missed out on basketball season, but I was able to, um, my advisor told me to go out for the, for the spring Shakespeare play. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Get one of the lead roles. And that was another expression of that creativity. Wow. And one of the best experiences uh, I had in high school yeah. was doing that. Yeah. And, and so I look back at that and then all of a sudden I put two and two together. I was like, wow, like that seemingly something so shitty that happened. Look look how it led to things that I uh-huh. couldn't even imagine mm-hmm. or plan for and things that I mm-hmm. learned about myself. Mm-hmm. So there was so much gold sitting mm-hmm. there for me. And and I felt that moment where I was like, ah, do I just kind of move on from it? Or do I like, I'm, I'm feeling some things. Let me sit down and process. Mm-hmm. And that was me kind of mm-hmm. really sitting in that mm-hmm. shit, if you will, mm-hmm. and moving through. So that's that's like Dude, that is probably the beautiful. first time <laughs> that I realized like, Wow, hold up. Like Look there, at the gold. There, there can be beautiful things mm-hmm. that come from seemingly horrible experiences. Mm-hmm. Cause like I've just learned this first and mm-hmm. foremost. And that solidified this belief that that is that has led me to this day. Dude, that is a beautiful story. Yeah. Talk about finding gold in, in yeah. some shit, almost getting your leg removed and then yeah. what you got from that. Um, that speaks volumes though to like who you are and who you have become and who you will continue to become. Um it to me, like that's like one of my biggest things. It's like I talked about this with my little cousin. I'm like, like that that's why we just need to buy in. Like buy into like the process, buy into 
everything happens for a reason, like just unwavering belief of like, this is the way it's going to be anyway. Like this is the way it is. I might as well just have the ultimate faith that it's exactly what's supposed to happen to me and exactly what I'm supposed to be and actually great for me because why think anything else? Why, why think like any other type of belief? And I know it's a lot harder said than done in some situations, but why think anything else? Because it's just gonna, it's just gonna do you harm. You're gonna find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've learned. Mm-hmm. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that? Oh yeah, completely. Like if mm-hmm. you're if if you have this belief that the world is out to get me, it's this horrible place. Mm-hmm. It's completely unfair, and it's everything is horrible. Like guess what? You're gonna find that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you believe yeah, that yeah. life is this crazy thing, we're floating on a rock in space, yep. and there's this energy that's orchestrating things, mm-hmm. and the beautiful experiences happen in the mundane. Like, mm-hmm. guess what? You're gonna find yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna find what you're looking for. Uh-huh. So what do you want to look for? Mm-hmm. What do you want to mm-hmm. find? Is the better question mm-hmm. I think we should ask. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. That's. What do you want to find, Chad? Wow. That's. that's what do you want to find? What are you looking for? What do you want to find? Wow, that's a great. I, you know, like, 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 like you said, man. Like, like, like we kind of talked about before. I feel as if I'm, I'm living with this purpose. I I live every day, and I'm living this purpose with like. It's not even about me at this point. I'm living to like inspire, and I'm living to motivate, and I want to show that like whatever the fuck you want to do, whatever the fuck you believe, like you could do it. You could get it. You could have it. Um, and I'm not doing it because I want everything in the world. Like I don't need everything in the world, but I want I want to show that whatever you put your mind to, you are completely limited limitless because I like absolutely believe that in my core. And I think everybody has it in them. I know everybody has it in them. Something Matthew McConaughey talks about, but you know, it drives me crazy. Like I, my dad always says like, my dad used to say like, you know, like the worst thing somebody could say, like we all have these different like drivers and motivators. And, and I think like my dad used to say, or still does say the worst thing someone can say about you is like, oh man, that kid had so much potential. And I know that. So it's like everybody has this in them, this ability to be limitless, this ability to like come alive to what we're talking about. It's like, do you want, like, is it, some people are just, it's easier for them to like take a step back and be like, like, oh, that's funny. That's corny. Like that's cheesy. And then there's these other people that are like, which at one point you and Ricky were, were those for me, like that are doing it. And I'm like, instead of being like, dude, that's a little corny. Like that's a little cheesy. I was like, I was coming alive to it. I'm like, well, let's see what happens if I dip my toes in. Like, how does this water feel? And you're like, oh man, this feels good. Like what else can I get? And then you want more. And then like you start raising your conscious to these like these beliefs in this, like the process, like that, that, like how that started, <laughs> trust, you know? the process. trust the process, but like, then it's like, oh my God, like, why would I not trust the process? You know, like, of course, of course, duh, duh. Um, it, but it's just like, it's, you know, I think it's, it's, it's easy, you know, it's easy for a lot of people to hear how so, it's easy for a lot of people to hear how we talk or like, you know, hear things and like laugh it off or yeah. be like, nah, nah, or, but then like, it's the people that, and there's so many out there. So some people that are like, don't talk about it, but so many people out there that like 
dip their toes in that you always talk about, like we're just giving permission to like come in the water's warm or like we got food at the table. We're eating too. And I don't know. I, I find the others, I find the others, the others, find the others, man. And I, I, I believe really that to me. I believe that one person who is tapped into that, into the fullness of who they are, mm-hmm. into the journey of and the practice of working towards living their potential is more powerful than millions who are not. Mm-hmm. I really believe mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's- and I that's why I believe in the power, the exponential power of when we get these people together who believe mm-hmm. in this and who mm-hmm. want to be bringing their fullest self. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Jackson, man in the mirror. You want to make the world a better place? Take yeah. a look at yourself and make yeah, a change. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Change yourself wow. in, in, in Judaism to Kuna Lam. Like mm-hmm. repair yourself to repair, repair the world. Like that's, yeah. that's the mission that we're on mm-hmm. here. And it's all a reflection because when you start seeing this, the world changes mm-hmm. completely. You change mm-hmm. yourself, you change your world, you change mm-hmm. your mindset, you change the world. Mm-hmm. And you can inspire others to do the same thing. Like, I think that it's like, it's all possible. It's, it's all, possible. all possible. And whatever we want to solve, whatever problems we want to solve in the world, like we can do it. It's just, it just takes this group of people who mm-hmm. come alive to mm-hmm. be able to do it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a fucking pleasure, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> a fucking pleasure, dude. <laughs> Golly. I can sit here and talk to you. I do it. I can sit here and talk to you for we do yeah we do we do i mean we do (laughs) i there's just like i love going through this with you there's just so many lessons and things that i've learned and like implemented in my life because of of you and danny and rylan too and um it's just so it's so freaking cool it is cool i think that the the thing that i can translate across the board too is it's it's this desire to to learn and mm-hmm. to you know to to view things differently mm-hmm. that's that starts everything it's like if you really want to learn that's why i would say i'm a passionately curious student mm-hmm. of life like mm-hmm. someone what do, what do i do well i learn mm-hmm. i like to learn things because it's so fascinating to learn these different things and then integrate them in your own life and share them with other people as a result so the cool thing is we've talked about this for a while but you know, the the more the further we get down in our journeys and our careers, the more life experiences that we build, the more that this all the stuff we're talking about becomes validated. Yeah. A hundred percent. You see that happening with your experience right now, too? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. The more we're, you know, you get to like where I'm at this point right now where it's like I look back and I'm like the dots only connect looking backwards. But, you know, the the practices we've implemented, the 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 growth, the the things we've learned and that we've taken on, validate, com- like validate what we're saying because it's gotten us to where we are. Right. You know. Right. Um. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, and we just have faith that it's going to continue to take us wherever we need to. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Wherever we need to go. Unwavering belief of just buy the fucking yeah. like buy buy the fucking act as if. Yeah. Act as act if. As if. Act as if this stuff is true for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Give me 30 mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Act as if. I like that. See see if your world is any worse. I doubt yeah, it's going to be yeah, any worse. Yeah. I doubt that your reality is going to be any worse. Mm-hmm. And if it is, then great. Leave it. Take what works, leave the rest. We said it all the time. Like, But 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 what's the potential? What's the upside yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Of, of this? It's massive. It's, it's, it's exponential. It's exponential. It's exponential. Man, I really... Uh, Hey, we can catch some flows. This <laughs> is some fun conversation. Dude, we can catch some flows, man. Yeah. I well, this is fun. Yeah, this is fun. It'll be cool when we get we'll get us four in a room. Yeah, I really yeah. want to see. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, because like, it's pretty insane. Yeah.
Your story's pretty damn cool too, bro. Thank we, you, man. We don't put in a, we like it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Man, um nah, it's not a, yeah. It's not a, it's not a, yeah, even close. Well, it's like, you know, I I I willingly take my uh, you know, accept my part in it all and um and I I feel like it's it's just it's a dance, it's a combination between you know, I I really do view this world and this life and these interactions as it's a game mm-hmm. and the hard stuff too. Mm-hmm. The hard stuff too is a game, you know? And, and I, I'm so inspired by people who've been through some shit mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. view this the same way. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I always look to. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's always, there's always exceptions to the rule. hundred percent. And, uh, it's this beautiful tango. It's this dance. It's this, this give dance. and take. It's this ebb and flow. It's this push and pull, this give and receive mm-hmm. with, with the perfection of life. Mm-hmm. Something happens. How what, how do you respond? There's an opportunity mm-hmm. here. Are you going to pick it up? Someone mm-hmm. raises their hand. Are you going to call on them? Mm-hmm. And you just kind of keep playing with it. Mm-hmm. Keep fight, dancing with it. Keep following the breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you look back and it leads to the most miraculous interactions, the most unbelievable coincidences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it leaves you just awestruck and grateful mm-hmm. for the, the magnificence of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's beautiful yeah man it's beautiful it's a fun way to live yeah wow grateful for it to grateful just, for you man to grateful just for getting started cheers to yeah just yeah absolutely started, yeah absolutely i mean god willing got a lot more to tell absolutely. got a lot more to do absolutely. got a lot more shit to go through exactly to find some gold exactly you know yeah that's why i also feel like uh i i genuinely do believe i'm an instrument for this higher power yeah. for god i call it for mm-hmm. light mm-hmm. and the light shines brightest when it's dark yeah yeah you know so if you're going I mean, through a tough time if you're going through darkness the light shines brightness brightest through there mm-hmm. and i when you believe when i believe that like i am i'm a vehicle mm-hmm. i'm like there's something there's a higher power there's something more than just me then i know that i'm being used in accordance with that so mm-hmm. when some shit happens to me I I will take it because I know that this can help others. Oh, 100%. Every like I love that. I love that because like that's why they say if you're going through hell, keep going. That's why I was kind of just saying like some shit you just got to outlast. On the other side of a side of that fear in that pile of shit is where that gold is. On the other side of fear, that's where that growth and that greatness is. It's like, you know, if you're struggling right now or if like you're going through some shit right now, something that's like beating you up, toughing you down, like how do you not know it's like that's what's going to help. You're going to be able to talk about that experience with your kid or with your mm-hmm. niece or nephew and you're going to save their life. Or like if you're re- like, you know, like I love how love one, t- one time like when when you we were after we were done playing basketball and this is a practice that I use still to this day. Like I've used it with my mom like when my grandpa passed away this summer and like we were talking about something, but we come out of the, out of basketball crossroads, walk out. Um, we're about to drive down to San Diego. You're like, just dropped a boat, like a pretty penny investment on this brand new bike for your triathlons. And it's gone. Somebody took it. And you look at the back and you like, you're like, holy, someone took my bike, dude. Like, and we look at each other and we get in the front seat of your car and we're like, kind of you're like feeling all those emotions yeah. like you're pissed you're you're like but and you're like okay and then we just look at each other and we just start ripping off the reasons like this happened to you mm. you're like 
oh, some kid that took this bike like needs it to get to school every day and they're going to go to that. Oh, I'm going to go to the bike shop and I'm going to meet my wife or I'm going to meet my next girlfriend. Or, and we just start ripping off all these reasons and all these unwavering beliefs of like why the bike got stolen, why mm-hmm. this like investment that you just made that you've ridden like maybe once like just happened. And that like that instinct right there really shaped my life and shaped how I view like tough, like, like, yes, that could have like, that's not like the worst case scenario, but like something bad that happened that we were able to just come up with a hundred reasons of why it was good, why it happened. That's what I mean by like, just buy in, right? just like unwaveringly buy in, like, okay, process. This is happening for me, not to me. Um, that man, those two, those, that line right there. That's great. That's Mm -hmm. great. It's, it's it's everything, man. Yeah, yeah. It's everything, dude. Yeah. It really, really so. is. It's it's beautiful. And I yeah, I was happy to have you along for that experience as well. Cause that mm-hmm. was like, you know, it would have been much different if I didn't have another friend that was able to yeah. rattle through these beliefs True. of like True. Why might this be a good True. thing? I'm True. not supposed to be riding this weekend. True. Maybe I should, you know, what if I was going to get hit and killed by a car this weekend mm-hmm. if I, on a ride, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. We don't know. Yep. We don't, you can't, yep. you can't tell your dog, like when lady, my dog had her cone of shame on her. Mm-hmm. I couldn't like, I couldn't tell her like, this is for your own good. Yeah, it's because yeah. I love you. Yeah, yeah. She's sitting there with like the, you know, the sad puppy eyes. And I'm just like, I, I love you so much <laughs> that I'm putting this on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I, I think that that's the case this for a lot of this with with the higher power mm, with god and mm, with my relationship with god mm. is like in the times when it's something feels like it really sucks i i picture god being like oh, being like so- yo i love you so much like you this is to help you like this sucks and it's painful now i know but this is to heal this is to help you this is to help other people like you're gonna come through this okay the cone is gonna wow. come off and I, I i view that because the same way i don't have the faculties to explain that to lady to my dog there's we don't know what we don't know yeah 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 we don't have like we only have uh-huh. limited senses uh-huh. right uh-huh we there's you can't explain to your cat what the internet is right like, there's right. there's right. there's right. Li- there's right. limitations right. to comprehension mm-hmm. in this experience this mm-hmm. human experience and i believe that in this energy frequency in the energy world that we live in that there's that there are these messages that we just can't receive we can't quite mm-hmm. understand or mm-hmm. receive so mm-hmm. what do we got to do we got to trust we got to mm-hmm. buy in we got to mm-hmm. have faith mm. and that's changed my entire life so next time something shitty happens, yeah. like picture yourself as the dog with the cone of shame on that like it sucks and you're just like, you know, you have a well-intending owner that's like, I love you. This is for your own go- good. I wish I could explain yeah. to you, yeah. but yeah. you'll see Yeah, because you're going to heal and you're going to get yeah. better. And mm-hmm. with time, it's going to come off and like you're going to see how this is going to help you. Damn, that's so good. <laughs> that's fun. I like that one. That That is so good. That's a cool see, you're thing. so good at taking that and like making it digestible mm. that's what you've done for me make all that shit digestible because like yeah. so i could like understand it and yeah learn, you know right like, right yeah it's, it's perfect it's, it's analogy it's creative <laughs> yeah yeah that's good huh wow man dude. well this has been a fun conversation chat thank you for interviewing yeah. me thank you for the questions yeah. i uh i'm excited to share this one with people and uh hope that we can uh excited for when we sit down again and i think this will just be a yeah this might just be a, a new thing. Yeah. So we'll just sit down with yeah. the mic and get it rolling yeah. uh, every time we get together in person. Yeah. I love that. Cool. All right, bro. Much right, love, bro. dude. Talk soon.